You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to another edition of Sharing Socks. I am Southside Socks duty geezer Lee Allen, and with me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will. And there is much to talk about about the White Sox this week. Games, yeah. a lot of changes, one very, very, very bad thing happening. But let's start with the good thing. If those of you who are listening rather than viewing do not see the behind Will, it's a picture of one Mr. Billy Hamilton leaping through the air, back over, reaching over both shoulders <laughs> in a rainstorm in Minneapolis <laughs> to make I, I just an incredible catch. I mean, he does incredible things and makes them look easy, but he couldn't even make that one look easy. <laughs> it was unbelievable ending up in the warm. And I'm sure everybody's watched this at least 20 times by now ending up in the warning track in foot-deep mud, rolling over two or three times and sliding up against the wall, hanging onto the ball. The only thing that doesn't make it catch of the century or something is it wasn't a game saver because it probably didn't matter whether he caught it or not. But it was an absolutely unbelievable play. And then he came back today. I don't know if if Lusa started him as a reward for that or uh, – just for the heck of it. <laughs> I mean, I think you have to start him as a reward for that. Uh, you, When you look at all the plays that we're going to see on those pump you up videos at the beginning of a Sox game, you always see Burley's through the legs. You always see Dwayne Wise uh, save the perfect game. And this one will be in every single White Sox defensive highlight reel forever. I mean, it, it, it made you really back big. today with, with a double and a bizarre... 
Pope's single uh, that it Ichiro Ichiro a ball hit a ball that bounced on route to the plate, uh, which would have been an out, I think, if it was anyone but the lightning fast Billy Hamilton. Uh, but had had a huge grin. I mean, one, this dude loves baseball more than anyone, I think, on the face of the earth, and that's why we get to enjoy so much of what he's doing. Is he makes the game fun for everybody, including his team, not just his teammates, but those of us who watch, even if we're just watching on television, he makes it fun. That's what it's supposed to be. It's entertainment. That's why people pay money. Yeah. And he just makes it so much fun. I mean, he hit the double today, and he he makes signs to Tim Anderson about, nah, 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 and then Anderson hits a double and makes a sign right back at him. It's enjoyable. It's a fun team. This is a fun team. And uh, he makes it another giant step more fun than it was without him. I mean, I think one of the best things, obviously, that could have happened to this team is that Eaton got designated and Hamilton didn't today. And, you know, that is just huge for this team's morale and how this team likes to play baseball. And they like to play the style of game where they're making gestures to each other saying, look, I can hit, I can beat out the play to the throw to second base too, Billy. And that's, that's what makes this team so fun. And that's honestly what was missing during that sort of gross stretch we had there for a little while. Uh, the fun was just, it, it just wasn't there. It was uncomfortable. They were kind not, of flat. Yeah. Yeah, it was very flat. But Billy's catch yesterday, I mean, let's just, let's just break this thing down. This thing is rocketed off the bat. He's got to break immediately. And he has to do it uh, essentially on ice. You know, he's, he's on soaking wet grass. I mean, he's it's, soaking it's, wet it's, grass and mud. He's got he's to break immediately. He has to full-out sprint on soaking wet grass. He then has to jump without slipping and falling on soaking wet grass. And then the ball is so high, he's not physically able to watch it all the way into the glove. He needs an extra, you know, two or three inches of extension, which causes him to have to turn his head the dude still catches the ball, still lands, doesn't get hurt, which as we know, and we'll talk about this, for the White Sox is a miracle in and of itself, slides on his back to the wall. In While the scrolling. No, he rolled first and then I rolled first. The yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a catch. That's the catch of the year. I, I don't know how you can have a better catch. I, there's just nothing harder than what he did. You know, going back. And with all the conditions, you know, even if it wasn't uh, after a, a entire game of torrential downpour, uh, it would still be one of the best catches of the year. But when you factor in all that stuff, it's almost superhuman. Uh, oh, absolutely. Un- unreal. And, and now on to the next step of talk. Uh, Adam Engel brought up. Adam Eaton DFA'd. You and I have, were crying, moaning, cussing about this signing in the first place. We hated that they signed Eaton. We thought it was incredibly stupid. Turns out we, we weren't alone. Barely, we, weren't we were right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were not wrong about that. Um, but it presents this possibility. And and uh, Angle came up and tore the cover off the ball today. He was hitting well against uh, right-handers. I mean, uh, there's, there's no argument that Adam Angle is who you would rather have on your team. 
I mean, defensively, he's one of the best outfielders in baseball. And the guy, I mean, I, I feel like you and I have always liked the Adam Engel experiment. Absolutely. And, and we have always said, man, just get there, kid. Just just stick it out. Just keep working on the bat. Just keep trying. And it worked. Team, I mean, he was great defense, hitter last year. Oh, great. And he's only getting better. And then he comes back and, and then just, you know, he looks great at the plate today. And just having him in the outfield just gives you a, a sense of relief. Um, you know, Hamilton and Goodwin are, are, are good outfielders too. Good, good, but, good one. No, good, good one is. But he's, but he's a good left yeah. fielder. But he's a good left fielder. He can play left field. You know, when you're, when you're talking about guys who we could have playing left field, he's, he's at least as good as Vaughn. Whereas, oh, yeah. for sure. whereas, you know, some of our other options we were looking at at some point were scarier than Goodwin being out there. And then you have Hamilton and Wright, who doesn't really have a cannon, but, you know, can flag down a lot of things. Think, uh, it, think, of, think of six weeks from now, with a little luck, you could have an outfield sitting out there of Hamilton, Robert, and Engel. Just dare anybody to hit a fly ball. I mean, this is this Good is luck. what I was this is what I was talking about last week when we were talking about trades and how I was saying, you know, let's let's just hold tight when it comes to position players because we we are still playing pretty well with a triple A team, and soon that team is going to add multiple potential MVPs. You're going to add Eloy Jimenez into that DH spot. You're going to add Luis Robert, who is far and away an elite center fielder, despite the noggin shot he had earlier in the year. Uh, you're going to add him back into the And actually, field. he's the gold glove center fielder who may be the third best center fielder on the team defensively. Exactly. And then you're going to have hopefully a healthy Yuan Moncada, who can actually play third base the way that we know he can. And then you're going to have Anderson at short, Abreu at first. Hopefully you'll have Yasmani Grandel back in September. Uh, we'll talk more about that. And that lineup, I mean, it's insane. It's insane that you can go to get through July, get through August, be in first place, and then start to have the team that you expected when you go to the World Series. I would be terrified of playing the White Sox in September and October. Okay. If those guys are all back. Because yeah. as if those guys are back, which I hope they are, because as our as our pitchers start to taper off a little bit, our offense is going to skyrocket. And I, I mean all we have to do is kind of hold our ground a little bit. Uh you know, we 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 don't have to to be as uh you know it, we don't have to be as good until they come back. We just have to hold our ground. We're in a terrible division, absolutely terrible division, and we will hold first place. I firmly believe. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, there's no question. And and I get a, I understand they have to say something, but Stony and Jason, many many times a game, will be referring to well the Indians lost, so now we're up. It doesn't matter. You have four horrible teams. The least horrible is the Indians. Three totally horrible teams. We're going to win this division unless two starting pitchers go down. That, that That's my provision that would make the difference. 
But unless two starting pitchers go down, we win the division and probably easily in a form that's going to let you set up your pitching for the playoffs, uh, quite possibly having the best record so that you're, you're doing a wild card team, which is not a big advantage, except they will have had to use up a pitcher for, for that game. Uh, it, it's the, the horribleness of the division is beyond imagining. You know, the Sox are really a 500 team against the rest of the world. But that's without Robert and, and without Aloha. Exactly, exactly. You're you're playing without and, and even a, a a healthier and bummer really. You know we're we're playing without so many pieces right now, and we're seven and a half games up. I think at this point, it may even be eight. Might might be eight. I'm not sure exactly where the standings are. We were up seven before we won this morning. Uh, well, morning for me, afternoon for you. Uh, and I mean we're just in a great place with with what Except. we are dealing with. It's crazy. And the exception we must go to behind the plate. Uh, yes, Muddy Grandal, uh, we're recording after Wednesday's game, which uh, made it two out of three out of the twins for that series in Minnesota. Uh, obviously, you see, see the Billy Hamilton picture. But uh, yes, Muddy had uh, surgery. Uh, Sox say they will update the four to six weeks. Obviously, it's, it's going to be more than that. And... Uh, Frankly, our catching situation is really bad. Zach Collins has improved his hitting a great deal uh, against right-handers. Yeah. Now, he's hitting over 250 against right-handers with some power, and for a catcher, that's, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. You can, you can take it. He doesn't hit lefties at all. But Zach Collins is a horrible defensive catcher. Apparently he calls pitches okay because you know he had Rodon's no hitter and he. But that Rodon. doesn't mean anything. No, that doesn't. Because, you know, come on, uh, like Rodon is so freaking good. Like, <laughs> you know, I I, I can't. I, I do try to catch yours often with with no hitter, uh, with no hitter success, but I can't credit Zach Collins for calling pitches. One of one of our fellow Southside Soxers, and I forget who it was, which is good because I'm going to take great exception to what he said. Uh, said, well, Collins isn't a good framer, but he's good at other catching skills. No, he's not. No, he is absolutely not. He has thrown out, he's got credit for 15% throwing out base runners. The average is 23%. That That's only because, and I know in two cases, the last two cases, and it may have been in more, pitchers pick people off. He had nothing to do with it. Pitchers pick people off, and they got caught in rundowns and, and get officially caught stealing, and that goes into the catcher's statistics. But, no, he didn't catch anybody. And I'm not sure he's caught anybody since early April. He had a couple of early successes. And then there's the wild pitch factor. Yes, a wild pitch is charged with the pitcher and not to the catcher. But the catcher's job is to block the damn thing. And he has more than double the rate of wild pitches of league average. He is a terrible catcher. Terrible. He is a single A catcher playing Major League Baseball. And and you and I remember we went back to spring. I more than you. You you in fact even kidded me about it at one time, not because of Collins, but where I every every time we did a show, I'd bring up we need to get a second string catcher. We need it's to get true. a second string catcher. All spring, all I was saying, hey, come on, we gotta get a second string catcher. And I throw out this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy and all of what other teams and we never got it and it was okay until now yeah 
I mean, I, I hate to say it. You know, if there's anything in this world that pains me more more than anything else, it's admitting that you were right from the start. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, you're right, because we're sitting here, and I, I'm looking at Zach Collins. I mean, who knows what Zavala will end up being. He, he was fine today, I guess. But Collins is truly, truly terrible behind the plate. I mean, it is, it is just bad no matter what way you look at it. He is clueless back there. He looks like he has no clue what he's doing. He looks like he has no clue how to correct the things he doesn't know how to do. I mean, it is just pathetic behind the plate. Absolutely pathetic. Uh, we should take a break here, though, and we will come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the pitchers that we're seeing some troubles with and maybe talk a little bit about uh, this weekend's festivities uh, as we head into the All-Star Game with our three selections. Um, which I think we're we're about right. I, I, I think it's fair. And then we'll talk about fair. that some more. So we will be right back on sharing socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome back to Sharing Socks. Uh, We just expressed our deep love and admiration for Zach Collins and how much we hope he is the uh, catcher we take all the way to the World Series. No matter what, if we win a World Series, Zach Collins gets a ring and that weirds me out. Uh, but you know what we we can move on. Um, obviously Zavala is a very temporary fix. Do you know if your mean has been catching in Charlotte? He has caught a little bit. I, I think he's caught a couple of games. The word is, and I think this was from Larusa. Not sure, but I think it was Larusa. Is that he has not developed the skills of handling pitchers. And that's what they want to see him do is, I'm sure, is calling pitches, dealing with pitches, calming down pitchers, whatever whatever you need to do. Uh, and that's obviously a critical part of, of being a catcher. And Lucha considers it the most critical fact, and it's hard to disagree with him. Uh, you know, uh, Savala, I think, hit 170 in uh, Charlotte yeah. in a notorious pitcher's park, in a, I mean, uh, hitter's park in a hitter's league. He ain't going to hit anything, but maybe he can at least do a, a good catching job. On, well, on and, I, and I will say today, and and Stone and uh, Benetti kind of talked about this, was that he and Lynn actually uh, sat down and, and had a conversation on how to work together and and uh, how this game was going to go. And you could see it during the game. You could see it. I felt like, and of course I can't hear what they're saying, but just from body language, uh, I felt like they had very good communication throughout the game. And I feel like Zavala had a really good understanding of how to deal with Lance Lynn on the mound. And Lance Lynn is not a, a timid creature. Lance Lynn is intense up there. That's what makes him so exciting, so fun. And he was in, intensely confused a little in the fourth inning. Uh, he just kind of lost it. And he, he didn't have control of some pitches that he normally has terrific control of. And it is, you do not see Lance Lynn often. You, what you see with Dylan Cease all the time is this total loss of confidence. Lance Lynn had that look of loss of confidence. You just don't see that from him. 
so he was pretty frustrated. Um, but uh, it came. But I, but I feel like Zavala helped him get back on track. You saw him trying to pump Lance up, trying to get him back to his game, and and it happened. I mean, that was a that was a big series win, even though it's against a terrible team. When you're out there with a whole bunch of minor leaguers to to take two out of three against the rival, that's a good day. I mean, that's a that's a good way to to end the first half of the year. Um, let's talk about the halfway point now. We've seen uh, some decline from our pitchers. Cease is obviously not looking great. Giolito minus Spider Tack seems to be uh, struggling. Keuchel, yeah, I- you never know with Keuchel. He can be one week he can be great, the next week he can be garbage. Uh, I, I just think he's kind of a wild card. Obviously, our two best starters, Lynn, Rodon, both all-stars. Our best reliever, Hendricks, also an all-star. What are your Hendricks thoughts about I was a little worried about until Tuesday night because since the enforcement, he had given up a run in every appearance except one that was less than an inning, just two-thirds of an inning. Uh, last night, although who knows if you know, could have been Mother Nature's sticky tack because it was pouring rain while he was pitching. <laughs> he looked perfectly sharp last, last night, even though he was uh, having a little trouble with his steps and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, uh, I hate to give uh, Josh Donaldson credit for anything, but I think he may have been right uh, where Jay Leto was concerned. I think that may be why well, Lucas okay. well, first off, I'm going most... to say don't give Josh Donaldson credit for anything. We don't need to give Josh Donaldson okay. credit. They're, they're, all using, they're all using spider tack. They're all trying to get used to it. Um, yeah, we, we don't need to give Josh Donaldson credit. But it's true. You know, Giolito's spin rates are down, and he's struggling. Dramatically. And, and one of the reasons, while they all, you know, the majority of pitchers were using it, it hurts him because we go back to what Dr. Nathan said a couple of weeks ago, the big deal on spin rate. It's not what you think on the breaking pitches. It's the high fastball. And that's a key Giolito pitch. It doesn't affect really Rodon much. He doesn't throw many high, much high heat. Uh, Lynn doesn't throw any um, or much of any. I mean, it's an accident if he throws it. Uh, Keichel obviously doesn't throw any kind of heat. So that's not a, a problem. But Giolito lives on high heat and the changeup. And you could see the other day they were waiting for the changeup. They were just sitting there, and you that that had for a couple of years been called one the best one of the best pitches in baseball. Lucas Giolito's changeup, and it was getting hit hard. Uh, yeah. That you know, other teams obviously going to have the video. They're they're going to see what was going on. Uh, so obviously, one or two starts is, does not say anything. Next one's going to be Baltimore, and I, I don't know if you put it on a tee if they could hit it. Um, that what the what'll show is come Houston time. I mean, I I, I think you're exactly right. It, it's a huge concern that people are sitting on his changeup. You know, that is just so dramatically different from how people would approach him even two months ago, a month ago. And the fact that hitters are going up and waiting for his kill pitch is, I mean, that's bad no matter who you are. You know, uh, Giolito has, has certainly looked uh, far worse, uh, not quite the worst drop-off of all. That probably goes to Araldis Chapman of the Yankees. He has he suddenly yeah. become far more hittable. 
Um, but yeah, Giolito, it's 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 looking rough. And um, but that doesn't mean that it's over because these things do take time to adjust. And a lot, uh, pretty much all these guys were using some something, some sort of substance. So it's about finding that adjustment and uh, figuring out how to make the legal substances work for you in in a similar way to what the spider tack was doing. And, yeah, and he's a very smart guy. I mean, they, they don't come any smarter than Lucas, and he's working with his pitching coach who's been with since he was, I don't know, 13 or 14. So um, together, I, I think they'll get it done. And I, I think Easton Katz has done just an awesome job, despite the fall down in the um, relief core. Um, that happens to bullpens. That's just the way it is with bullpens. Um, yep. You know, one thing that we have not mentioned is Leori the Babe Garcia. <laughs> Leori legend. <laughs> and one, one home run this season, <laughs> and then he said, what, two or three days? <laughs> Man, it's, you know. I just hope is, he doesn't start swinging for the fences on everything now. <laughs> I don't think he will. I don't think he means to hit home runs. I think it, it's just a total coincidence. You know, I this team is just they they get crapped on on twitter so much by their own fans and it drives me crazy for everything you know everyone's got a problem with everything on Sox twitter with the exception really of a lot of the south side Sox people who stay a lot more positive uh which i'm very thankful for um you know janice and crystal they're they're very good positive fans i think we all kind of agree on zach collins but outside of that you know Southside Sox stays positive. And apparently and then, we all agreed on uh, Adam Eaton because there was oh, definitely, definitely going definitely. on on our internal communication. Although there, there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of Eaton lovers who are saying some really nasty things to people on Twitter to defend Eaton, um, which just tells you that they are, how do I phrase this, idiots. Uh, yeah, and, and just look at any, he was far below any other outfielder, including anybody just brought up from Charlotte or headed back course. to, I mean, way. And, and I, incidentally, I think, uh, I mean, he's been DFA. He's got all the experience that he can just declare for free agency. I don't think anybody will take him. The Sox owe him another $4 million plus, I think a million dollar buyout next year. Yeah. If I were Adam Eaton, and this is not to be mean to him, I'd retire. He has had enough trouble with his legs. He's made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Why be one of those old athletes who walks around crippled? You know? Because because he does not think he's that. And that's the problem. And I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, if I were him, as soon as they said you're designated, I would have said, don't designate me. I'm going to announce my retirement. And then just been done with it so that I didn't have to go through the, the humiliation of being designated as a free agent because his ego is enormous. And so that is an embarrassment for him. And, I, yeah, I don't know the technicalities if you say you retire or if you don't get the rest of your pay. So, I mean, he has to do it in a way that he still gets the rest of the year's pay. They owe him that. Right, yeah. And, and you know, the, potentially they could have worked something out. I, I don't know how that works either. But I, I totally agree with you. But anyway, to my point, with, with Lurie and how fun it's been, um, this team is just they're relentless they're they're i've never seen this many injuries i've never seen a team get hurt like this 
And except, yet, except the thing is, they have been very, very fortunate with pitchers. Extremely unfortunate with position players. Really but, bad. But to my point, they have been hurt. This, it's insane, the injuries happening to the position players. It's insane that Sheets and Berger are playing Major League Baseball right now. And yet they're going out there and they're still winning games. They're still having fun. They're still giving us a reason to watch. Sheets has been fun. Berger's been fun. They've both been great so far. This Sox team is different. They are they are just they have got their eyes on the prize. It is so fun to watch. And it's just gonna get more and more fun. The fans that have stayed with them and stayed stayed on this this crazy ride, I think the reward come fall is going to be unbelievable. When we get all those guys back, plus you got Hamilton on the bench, uh, you know, or or starting, who knows? It's just going to be an exciting, exciting fall. All those people on Twitter who crap on the White Sox say, "Oh, if we don't make moves, we're done." To an extent. We do need to make some moves. However, this team is going to win. And once they get Aloy back, once they get Luis back, once they get Grandal back next year, once they get Magical back, this team is is going to be absolutely elite. It's going to be a team. I, I, I do think I will back up what you said last week, though. I think they need to do something in the bullpen. Agree. I, I think when he, and not for the regular season – but you got to do it in the regular season just by the rules. Right. Uh, now, just because the division is total crap. But for the postseason, they're going to have to have some more bullpen because they, it, they it's, do it's not have a bullpen. They do not have a bullpen that can get you all the way. They just don't. No, it was we, nice to see Cody. They were. Yeah, we thought this whole time. I mean, we. Yeah. If you go back to podcast, you know, twelve or whatever at the beginning of the season. You know, we were sitting here going, at least the one thing we don't have to worry about is the bullpen. And now it's the – because these guys keep stepping up and, and making these games fun, the bullpen is the big point of concern. And, you know, we've got Hendricks, which is great. Outside of that, there's not a lot of guys I would want throwing in the playoffs. So we do need to make that move. And I think if we need to give up a, a big chip for that, we should. Meanwhile, I have an aggravation with the broadcast team, the television broadcast team. As you know, I am a huge fan of Jason and Stoney, a huge fan. But that does not mean that they cannot be incredibly wrong on important matters. And the important matter I bring up, and I don't remember which game it was, but both of them, but particularly Stoney, who is an Ohioan, a native Ohioan, from Northern Ohio, dumping on Skyline Chili and talking about the terrible food in Cincinnati because it's Skyline Chili. Now, you know, you were born 90 miles south of Cincinnati. You grew up mostly 50 miles north of Cincinnati. I lived 30-some years in those two places. I do not take Skyline Chili insults lightly. I will say that there are a few things you can say to me that would piss me off more than insulting Skyline. Um, defending Zach Collins' skills behind the plate is up there. Um, you know, saying something mean about my mom is up there, uh, which is tough to do because mom's really cool. But insulting Skyline Chili, 
is personal. It's personal to me. It's personal to everyone I've ever known who's ever had it because Skyline Chili is incredible. And I, I, I love the broadcast team too, but this was not okay. This was an attack on all things that are right in this world. We live in, a, in such a divided America right now. And they're going to come out here and they're going to, to, to bash something that the rest of us have all agreed is a thing of beauty, a pride, uh, a point of pride for the American people. And, and they're just going to try to take that from us. Why? Why, Steve? Why, Jason? This isn't who you are. This isn't who we are as a country. Skyline Chili is great. And we all just need to live our best lives, slurping up those spaghetti three ways and munching on those counties. Those guys are great. They're wrong about this. I think that's a good place to end. I think we're going to end there because I want everybody right now to be picturing a delicious chili cheese coney and then go out and get you some Skyline. You can order it online if you don't live in Ohio. They, they'll deliver it across the country. Ask for the habanero cheese. It's a must. I mean, it, that's a foolish final comment. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, but, yes, that will end there for today. Any final thoughts? Nah, that, that was it. All right, cool. Well, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time on Sharing Socks.